My name is Xavier Tapia, calling from the state of New Mexico from the United States. I listen to Israel National Radio almost on a daily basis. I believe they have the most up-to-date news in the world that has to do with the Middle East and the surrounding areas. Hope everybody listens. Shalom and welcome to all of you lovers of Hashem, His Torah, Israel, and the Noahide Nations. Folks, it's great to have you back here once again on the Noahide Nation show. And uh, as you are well aware, I'm your host, Ray Patterson, and it's great to be here with you today. I appreciate you coming on board with us. Uh, I do think that we have a pretty neat show today. I've got a very interesting guest. The topic itself is going to be something about the future uh, for Gentiles, for uh, Noahides, and things that need to get done in order for us to continue to move forward. And a lot of this is, well, maybe not as a direct result uh, of the conference, but it's been something that has been occurring or is at least more noticeable since the conference. And it has to do with communities, or dare I say, lack thereof. And at the conference, there was all kinds of folks that were curious about, you know, communities in, in their area. You know, what do they have to do to start a community? Is there any kind of courses? Is there any kind of suggestions? I mean, a lot of folks were asking a lot of questions. And you know, I myself was able to do a lecture uh, on this uh, very topic, but you know, I don't want to go into that right now as far as what my lecture was all about. One of the main things is uh, something that I get a lot of, and that's emails. And one thing I had on my presentation, uh, my PowerPoint, was a number of slides that were nothing but emails, and many of the emails sounded something like this. I'm looking for Puget Sound Noahides wishing to start a study group. Existing study groups or other Noahides or those interested in Noahidism, please contact me. Now, some of the emails that I showed to the audience that uh, was in attendance were a lot more dramatic than this, and I'm not here to you know really uh, embellish the fact that people are are really looking for communities, and I'm not here to embellish the fact that we have a lot of communities because we don't. We don't have really enough of any of this, and that's what our topic is going to be about today. Is uh, an ongoing phenomena that really kind of began after the conference. I mean, uh, these these communities are starting to pop up, these Torah study groups. There's one that has started now in, believe it or not, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where I'm at. We actually didn't have a group going. Well, we've got one going now. There's groups that have actually expanded. Uh, there's some folks who were at the conference in uh, Kansas, and their group has already grown. And uh, they're, they're starting all over the place, even around the world. And the guests that I'm going to you know, bring on board is going to help us see this phenomena kind of on a worldwide scale because uh, he's involved with it on a, on a more regular basis than I am. Now, I do have to say, 
that there are those in the Noahide movement and in the rabbinic community that believe that Noahide should not be gathering for fear that they may be starting a new religion. <gasps> so I need to tell you that we're not here to start a new religion. And I've heard a lot of this from both uh, rabbis and Noahides, and I've talked to a number of them. And, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that I think for a lot of these folks, in particular some of the Noahides I've talked to, a lot of it has to do with their own fear of themselves. It isn't a fear of starting a new religion. It's a fear of, of, of their faith and their belief system as a Noahide. They're questioning, in my mind anyway, they're questioning their own uh, stance on on being a Noahide, their, their strength of belief in Torah. They're not really questioning whether we're starting a new religion because, let's face it, one of the biggest things in Torah, for Noahides anyway, was Yithro. And what was the thing that Yithro was known for? He was known for teaching Moshe how to create a leadership program, a leadership system, a, a structure where we have leaders of tens, leaders of thousands, leaders of hundreds of thousands, and on and on and on. So today we're going to kind of touch on this and hope to shed some of these fears because I'm here to tell you folks, this fear has got a lot of people, I hate to use a, a term, scared stiff, I'm going to say scared paralyzed. I mean, they're, they're literally so stiff that they're paralyzed and, and, and aren't able to get anything done that needs to get done in terms of moving forward. And to kind of, you know, just share something real briefly with you was a young couple who was at the conference. And I mean, they, I'm not even sure how old they, they were, but they were very much so a young couple and a few months prior to the conference they had gotten married and which of course is a wonderful thing and they actually had a Noahide friend of theirs I believe a Noahide friend of theirs who actually married them but because they're not licensed when the ceremony was over they actually had to have a pastor sign the marriage license now these here again this is a young couple who has left the, the Christianity they fled from it because it's, it's not the truth. They, they, they ran to being Noahides because Noahides have Torah, and it is the truth. They know it's the truth. They got married as Noahides. And I'm telling you what, this kind of thing is absolutely terrifying when you think about it. They had to have a pastor. That which they fled from had to actually sign the documents to make their marriage official. So we're going to be dealing with some of that here today as well because it goes way beyond starting a new religion or not starting a new religion. And to help me get through this, I have a very dear friend of mine uh, who I've known, uh, well, for a while now. I mean, he's a, he's a very excellent human being. He is a Noahide. Uh, he has begun his own group down in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. And uh, he is heading up an organization called the International Torah Fellowship. And this is a pretty powerful thing if it can get off the ground. And as you know, a lot of you who are longtime listeners, you know that you know, Noahide Nations has a strong commitment to starting and growing you know, Noahide groups. I mean, we always have, and I always have. And uh, the organization of the International Torah Fellowship is basically a symbol of that commitment. 
In fact, we refer to it as the ITF. It's uh, uh, developing a framework for credibility, accountability, and legitimacy, legitimacy favorable to the establishment of Noahide groups all around the world. And I'd like to go ahead and introduce my dear friend and, and colleague, Mr. Louis Carmona. Louis, come on in here. How you doing, my friend? Good, good. Thank you, Ray. Um, honored and uh, humbled at the invitation to be here today to uh, talk about the uh, ITF, the International Torah Fellowship. Well, I think, Louis, the honor is all mine. In fact, I, I, you know, what you're doing, what you've got going with the International Torah Fellowship is something that hasn't been seen to date, is, is at least not that I'm aware of. And I know that you're going to be able to you know, share some of that with us here in, in, in the next uh, f- you know, few minutes. But I, I do want to say that Lewis is the kind of guy that just has tremendous commitment and tremendous resolve and is really a guy who's not standing still. He is a guy that's on the move and making things happen, not just down there in Tampa Bay, but also around the world. So, you know, let me let me just kind of start this thing off, Lewis, by mentioning to our listeners the survey. I yes. know that one of the initiatives that the ITF got going was this survey. Right, and, right. And, you know, kind of before I, I, I turn you loose on that, because I really want you to, <laughs> to, to really go crazy with this, but uh-huh. people need to understand that the ITF is an organization that's going to be made up of both men and women who are basically uh, what we might consider leaders, people who are willing to accept the challenge, take the bull by the horns, and take it down to the ground and actually do something. These are leaders. It's a, it's a kind of a, a network of, of leaders who give ideas, who come up with ideas, who rationalize those ideas, and come up with plans to implement ideas. Yes. And, mm-hmm. Lewis, you are a big part of that. So please start us off with some of the conclusions that were uh, coming out of the survey that you sent out to, I don't know, quite, quite a number of people. Right. What did you come up with? Well, um, before I talk about the survey, I, I, I want to talk about the ITF and the part, you know, what what are our objectives? What are we looking for? Okay. Excellent. Good. And good. and one of the things that we're looking for is, you know, um, people like communities. You know, uh, right now we have virtual community. Nohai Nation is a very large virtual community with, you know, members all over the world. But uh, what we're trying to do is connect the people to the physical. Um, uh, people like to touch. People like to, to, to speak directly. So that's one of the objectives, to have physical communities the you know L- lewis before you before you go on i you know i'm sitting here listening to you and i'm going oh my gosh this is so true because they want that physical assembly they, they want right. to be with like-minded people i mean it's kind of funny some of the folks who are resisting all of this you, you know you would think that once you become a noahide you're supposed to become a hermit Mm-hmm. But no, you don't no, no. You, you don't stop being all. a human being. That's you right. you still need the associations. You need the fellowship. Mm-hmm. You need to be with people. That's and, right. And you know mm-hmm. you, what your your comment there was just uh, just you know you can't say that enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, I, and we'll we'll when we see the survey, you know, when I when I talk about the survey, we see the numbers on that. And then the second thing that um, I wanted to bring is uh, another objective is to get leaders to get leaders um you know competent leaders 
within these physical communities. And, and that's another objective that, that, um, that we have. And with, with these two things in mind, what we decided to do, and, and of course, I'm not a sole person in this committee, uh, there's five of us, and uh, we sat down and see how we could, we could uh, work with this, okay? It's just one of these things. So the first thing that we decided to do was, let's send out a survey, okay? Now, with the survey, uh, what we did is we, we created uh, some questions and, and um, some choices that they, could, that they could make within these questions, to, and we sent it out to um, our database, you know, people that we had email addresses and whatever. And I think we got back, I think it was like a 12% replies on, on the surveys. And Okay, so something, something that was a large enough number, you could actually yes. consider mm-hmm. it as viable information, credible that's information. Right. That's okay. right, that's Good. right. That, that's, uh, that's what we got. Now, um, an example of a question is, uh, how important is it to have a local no-high community? Okay, now... What we did was we said, okay, is it essential, important, beneficial, somewhat beneficial, not necessary. So uh, percentage-wise, we got uh, between essential and beneficial, it was like maybe 48% uh, replies to, hey, we, we need this. Uh, important, we got, let me see, 30, 38%. Now, on the somewhat beneficial and not necessary, we got less than 5%. So wow. that, that tells me, hey, it's <laughs> essential and it's beneficial. We need it, okay? So that was one of the questions. And then another question was, are there any no-hides in your, re- in your local area or region, okay? Now, okay. That, this is very important because one of the main factors, you know, that we got replies from is that I don't know where there is another no-hide. I think I'm the only no-hide in this section. And that is far from true. Uh, there are so many no-hides um, within, I know a story of a gentleman that he wanted to know if there was a no-hide nearby. And there was actually a no-hide right in his building. And he did not even know this. <laughs> right. Okay? That's, you may have heard that on the air here because I have talked about this That's very right. Thing. And that's, you know, that, that, is, that, is, and that is the truth. Uh, you know, um, so that's one thing. And 70% of the the reply was that they did not know that there was none okay uh, uh, so that tells me that, that they did not know um, another of the questions was let me see do you have communities communities uh, of the ones that have that know that there are no hides in the area are, are there any communities 70% said there weren't 26% said um, yes and 46% said that they're not sure now the trend that I'm seeing is people do not know, they do not know. So that's another of the um, objectives that we have is to create a database where we could start connecting, start connecting people uh, that live within your building that might be a Noahide uh, okay. within your city or whatever. But um, we need to know who's out there, and right. and, and with that objective, um, we have uh, one of our committee members. Her name is Edna. She's working very hard on this and uh, you might have seen her on Facebook um, uh, on a Nohai Nation Facebook page or um, you know some other Nohai Nations um, I mean Nohai Facebook uh, um, projects that she's out there saying hey let's get a database done so that's that's one thing uh, and that's a direct result from these uh, surveys uh, that we do not know 
who's who's nearby. All right. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, before we move on, let's kind of define the word community and you know what what we or what we mean when we mm-hmm. use that word. People may be surprised to know, and I and I actually had this come up during my lecture. Uh, you know, one of the gals there. In fact, I think it might even have been Edna. She said, "Well, there's only two people in in our group." And my response was, you know, in some parts, two people in a Noahide group is, is that's a tremendous. That's the biggest group in the area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and sadly, that is the case now. We you know, certainly hope to change that. But when we say the word community, we're not talking about, you know, taking over some subdivision or, you know, uh, some, you know building a, a city and calling it Noahide Hills or, you know, That'd anything nice. like that. <laughs> yeah, we would, but that's not what we're talking right. about. That's we're right. talking mm-hmm. about study groups. We're talking about places where people can go and study the Torah. You know, mm-hmm. they might even have an interest in saying a prayer or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? Even might even be willing to sing a song or two. I mean, our little group here, just you know, starting out, we study the Torah. We have a half hour of prayer. You know, things are. We even sing a couple short songs now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's the fellowshipping. It's being That's part right. of something bigger than we are. The but social. that bigger doesn't mean we're going to an invade New York no, so that no. we can take it over and call that a community. That's, That's right. not what we're That's talking right. about. <laughs> no, and it's true. It's true. Right now, um, here in the Tampa Bay area, I have two, let's say, communities, um, one in the Clearwater, Pinellas County, and one in the Hillsborough County, uh, for those who know the Tampa Bay area. And... On the Pinellas side, um, I have a rabbi that sits with us and gives us Torah, okay? So we have a rabbi that's sitting down, talking to us about Torah, and very no-high-friendly rabbi, and he, what he does is, um, he he explains, you know, why it is so important to be a no-high, and how we are helping uh, the Jewish uh, community. So that's, that's, that's what I have on the Pinellas side. Now, on the um, Hillsborough side, which is actual Tampa, what I was able to do was get a room in the library, all right? This room in the library, what I do is I connect to, um, to my computer or anything else, and we catch George's uh, Noahide uh, community from Texas. We catch his his uh, service on Saturdays. Yeah, the Noahide Shabbat service. Okay, that's right. That's Excellent. that's actually given on Noahide nations. So for anybody that that wants to uh, connect to that, that well, is see, a, see, that's the what you just talked about. It was exactly the intent. Uh, that George and I had when we first started talking about this. Mm-hmm. So he, he is doing his service live in front of right. his mm-hmm. rather large group mm-hmm. of, I don't know, probably around 40, between 40 and 50 people. And then there's all the people who are online. And right. even mm-hmm. though it shows up as one computer, like you say, you hook up your computer, it's showing mm-hmm. one computer. Actually, at that computer are how many people in your group? That's right. No, so, I have. Up to, I mean, yes, that, have, that's yes. the whole point. That's what. That's why we did this. Mm-hmm. And and then, like I said, what we do is at eleven o'clock Eastern time, uh, you know, we we have our our study. We have our social. Our social. We talk about you know whatever the weather, whatever. Eleven thirty is when uh, we get connected. I connect my computer to a big screen. They have a big screen, and all of this I pay nothing. I pay uh, uh, Baruch Hashem. I pay nothing for this. What I do is connect it to a big screen. I have chairs. 
and they're like in the service. Okay. Wow. And that's what I do in the Tampa, and I do it every other week. And um, uh, that is that community. And as you see, it, it it is a different community from the one I have in Tampa. I have in Tampa a rabbi that's helping the Torah because you know Torah should be uh, taught by uh, by a rabbi. And and also, um, you know, he could help us with the, all the education. And on the um, Tampa side, because I don't have a rabbi, I use uh, the internet or I use a service. So that is two communities with two different um, ways of bringing the same message. Well, and you know what you've just done is answered, at least in part, one of the big questions is how do I get a group going? What, you know, what can I do? Uh, and there's many, you know, many uh, answers to that question, but a suggestion that you have just given people was even if it's just two people mm-hmm. in their house, they have That's a computer, right. maybe they have it hooked up to the TV, or maybe they have five or ten people and they're able to get access to a library for free and mm-hmm. they can hook it up to the, the, you know, the big screen and they can be part of a Shabbat service for Noahides. It's not a Jewish Shabbat service. It is a Noahide Shabbat service. That's right. So that, I mean, that's a great uh, suggestion. I would recommend that to everybody. Oh, no. And and George's uh, service is very good. I mean, it's very balanced with with, uh, Noahide and and, uh, with the blessings and all that. Oh, yeah, they got the mm -hmm. blessings. You got to sing a song or two. That's right. You know, his teachings are great. (laughs) George is excellent. I love George. (laughs) He is, he is. And I highly, highly recommend it. But now going back to the survey, one one question also came up is what kind of local no high community activities interest you? All right. So we gave him a we gave a um, a list. I said, you know, Torah, education uh, and study, holiday celebration, social and also uh, prayer or Shabbat meal. I mean, these these are the basic questions. You know, these are the basic choices. And. I got back 125 replies said that they wanted Torah and and study education. I got back 88 that wanted holiday celebrations, just to to meet and do holiday celebrations as a Noahide. Then I got, um, let me see, like about 82 wanted social and prayer. So, you know, that they wanted to socialize because that's one one thing humans want to socialize that's what we're made to socialize and and if we have same same minded people you know hides they want to socialize so and also prayer because a lot of us came from the other side which was the christian side and that was very important section of our lives prayer and one of um, a rabbi that I, I listened to his tape that Ray will talk about him later on. His name is Rabbi Brody. He's very into the prayer, how important the personal prayer is. And that's one thing that the survey came back saying, hey, we want prayer. And then I got like 79 replies, one is Shabbat meals. So again, it is very high in the social aspect of the no high community. Right. Um, well, listen, Lewis, hold that thought because we're coming up on a hard break here and I need to take the dive uh, or get in trouble. So okay. we're going to come back with Lewis and talk some more about this right after the break. So folks, don't go away. Stick around with us. We will catch you on the other side. The Jews were living in Israel long before the United States became a nation in 1776. 
long before Columbus discovered America. Before the ancient Roman Empire. Israel, the homeland of the Jewish people forever and always. Even a kid knows that. Shalom and welcome back, my friends. It is so good of you to spend another half hour with us here on the Noahide Nation show. Uh, we've had a great first half hour that was very revealing in, in terms of human beings and human nature. And uh, that's always a good thing because uh, we are all human beings. We're all physical beings. And though we are looking forward to the time, and may it be in our day, we're looking to go back to becoming spiritual beings. We've been talking with Louis Carmona here about communities and, and, and Noahide groups. And before we get back to the, the, some of the survey conclusions, I want to go ahead and read a question and an answer. The question came from an apparent Noahide and the answer from a rabbi. And here's the question. It says, my experience until now is that many people want to convert mostly ex-Christians, instead of remaining non-Jewish. One of the reasons is that they miss any structure and daily guidance. Can you explain what profit there is in remaining a Noahide? Well, this rabbi gave a response, and I believe, for the most part, a very, very much so a right response. He says, remaining a Noahide is to be righteous among the nations, even if the price is to be alone, as Avraham was against the whole world. Which, of course, is one of the things, if you're familiar with the teachings of Avraham, they, they literally say that, that Avraham was against the whole world, and I should say the whole world was against Avraham. So indeed, uh, initially he was alone. Uh, the difference between the Noahide and the Gentile is that he fulfills the commandments of God and in this way achieves a direct link to Hashem. With our initiative of spreading Noahidism among the nations, we hope that a few years from now, new Noahide communities will be established everywhere in the world so that you will not feel alone anymore. And I'm here to tell you that could not have been stated any more clear, only I'm not looking for a few years from now. I'm looking for right now. And I really believe that with Lewis at the helm, some of the support that he has around him, the support of Noahide Nations, we are going to see some things happening here in the immediate future, not three years down, down the road. And I'm hoping that three years down the road, we're having conventions in, in every country that have, you know, a thousand or more people in attendance. I mean, Definitely. it's just that's kind of one of my big picture dreams. But let me go ahead and, and, and bring Lewis back in here because Lewis, as you know, I mean, and I mentioned this before, being a Noahide does not mean that you should be alone. No. All that means is that I am keeping the Shevamitz vote because Hashem 
told me to keep them, and it is better for mankind if all of mankind were to keep them. And I'd like to get him back in here to get some more uh, of these survey questions. You know, some of the things that you came up with here. What What are some of your additional thoughts, some of your additional questions? Well, um, we had another question. Uh, it was, how do you see yourself participating in the local Noahide community? Okay. In other words, you know, what would you do if there is a community? And out of the replies, 120 replies came back saying, I would attend meetings. I had some that came back, they would uh, support it financially. That was, I say, like 79 replies. I had 82 replies that said they would help organize it. So there is a thirst out there. People want to attend. People want to help. People want to support it. That was very important because sometimes, you know, how can you start a, a group? I've been blessed that I have not been, uh, I have not needed to get funds out to get these uh, these communities started. But there are people out there that would want to uh, help. They want to attend. So uh, that was very important. That was very eye-opening in our, um, in our survey. Um, and then we go into another topic. How important important is it to you to have a trained Noahide leading your local community? Okay. Okay. Good question. What What were your percentages on that? Well, one we what we did was we had four or five choices: essential, important, beneficial, beneficial, somewhat beneficial, and not necessary. Um, okay. This was in a percentage. Yeah. Uh, percentage wise. No, I'm sorry. This was in a reply wise. I had 47 replies said that it was essential to have a trained Noahide leader in your community. 42 replies were that it, it was uh, important. 35 replies it was beneficial. Six replies said somewhat beneficial. And I had seven replies say not necessary. Now, the difference is people want communities, but yet they also want trained leaders. They want people that know what it is to have a, a community what it is to train, what it is to teach. So that's that's something that was also very important for our survey because they want community and they want trained Noahide leaders. Well, and, and I think uh, this is probably a perfect segue to something that we were you know, talking about off mic uh, during the, the, the break was uh, this uh, whole idea of you know, what is somebody who is like qualified to, you know, to do a teaching. And really, the answer is so simple that it's, it's mind-boggling in its simplicity. And the answer to this is, in fact, we're going to you know, kind of go into this, too, and I may as well right now, is that Noahide Nations is sponsoring uh, two courses. One is going to be on the seven Noahide laws. It is presented by a rabbi. It is a year-long course. It's one hour a week. And it's going to last the entire year. There'll be some tests and, you know, kind of pass-fail type of thing. But it's amazing that the number of people who have gone through this uh, class over the last four years, gone through the entire course, it's amazing that when they sit and talk in a group, they generally know more about the Noahides and the Noahide laws than anyone else sitting in their group. Yes. Okay, so it's obviously beneficial to uh, have gone through a, a course of this nature because it is what we are all about. 
Now, the second uh, course that we're asking that you know people to take, if you intend on being a leader, is something that actually you would think we all know because most of us came out of Christianity and or the Messianic movement. So you would think that we would know this stuff like the back of our hand. Well, surprisingly, it's interesting how little we really do know when we start hearing it from somebody who's an expert. And this expert happened to speak twice at the uh, Noahide World Conference in Dallas, and that's Rabbi Tovia Singer. And we're asking that folks take a course in reading his book and in listening to his uh, 24 CD set, take tests, pass them, and that is going to get you qualified basically to be able to talk to anyone who may be coming up to you questioning their belief system. It'll give you ways uh, authoritatively to respond. And also, if somebody you know wants to be not so nice, uh, uh, you'll be able to defend yourself using the Torah, the Tanakh, <laughs> rather than having to, you know, say, beat somebody up with a New Testament. You'll be able to use the Torah. And Rabbi Singer, I don't know of anyone that is better than Definitely. Rabbi Tovia Singer. So those are the two things. And I've actually mentioned this to a number of rabbis and it's funny, the response, the general consensus is, is that if you go through those two courses, you're going to know more than most of the Jews know. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I thought about that. I get, you know, mm-hmm. how true is that? Uh, I mean, and, and as sad as a commentary mm-hmm. as that is, uh, most Jews don't know about Noahides. Well, we're going to know more than the Jews know- do about Noahides and be able to share that with others. No, and an important uh, topic on that, um, on, on, on Rabbi Tobias Singer, he knows both sides. He knows the Jewish side and he knows the Christian side. And, and that's uh, what I mean. He, he, he has studied the New Testament. And that's where we have uh, an advantage because we came from, you know, uh, the Christians, that whoever, the Noahides before that were Christian, we came from, you know, New Testament. So we know what a person will say, well, it says here in the New Testament. And that's, right. that's where Rabbi Singer's course, it, it kind of shows you, hey, you know that side, but let me tell you how the Jewish side is. Let me tell you why the difference is in Hebrew, because right. he has the culture. He has the language, which the, Christ, the Christian side doesn't have. And that's why that course is, I mean, I, I, I have an hour drive to my job. And that's all I'm listening to. I mean, I listen to Rabbi Singer's um, course over and over again because it, it's mind-boggling. Things it that is. you thought you knew, you really don't. And you could use it. And it's like um, Ray was saying, and also Rabbi was saying, Rabbi Singer, you have to use their 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 things. Their, you have to use their book, use their New Testament against them. And that's a powerful, powerful, very powerful weapon because... Uh, one thing that Rabbi Singer says in his course is that in in order to win, you have to use their weapons. They, I mean, you have to use their stuff. And then they have to, because if you say, well, the rabbi said, it says here in the Talmud or whatever, but, you know, it doesn't work for, for anybody that wants to learn about the um, Torah. So that's a very good course. And, and also Rabbi Avenir's, uh, his course uh, that's another one I took. It's very mind-boggling. On uh, the seven Noahide laws, the seven, right? That's right. You think right. you know. You <laughs> think you know, but it's it's way deeper. And and that's what's good about it. It's, it's, it's training these um, leaders within the communities with these two basic material, uh, basic uh, equipment. Uh, they would be able to even expand a little bit more. 
So it's very important. Very well, important. I, I, I like what you're saying. You know, as far as uh, Rabbi Singer goes, I, I love how he puts it that you use the, the Tanakh mm-hmm. to fight off the New Testament. Obviously, you have to use in part the New Testament because mm-hmm. that's what they're going to throw at you. So you have to be able to respond to that. And, right. and I love mm-hmm. it when he says you need to use the Tanakh in which to do that because mm-hmm. everybody will tell you, it doesn't matter what religion they are, everyone will mm-hmm. tell you that the Torah is the Word of God. They mm-hmm. all agree on that. That's right. So why not use that and see what God has to say as opposed mm-hmm. to what Mark had to say, or Luke, or whoever actually they were. Uh, I don't know. You know, you you said something that was very, very interesting, and that's that we all came out of, you know, this Christianity and the Messianic movement, and, you know, who better than us to be able to talk to those folk? Well, it is us, and I always say this, it's because we've all sat in the same pew. I mean, (laughs) we've all been there, and boy, after a while it does begin to stink, doesn't it? No, no, and it's true. It's interesting. <laughs> um, my rap, the rabbi I work with here in, in um, Pinellas County, he wanted me once to uh, to sit and talk with a Christian group. So he's like, "Well, I can't go in there. If I go with, you know, with my yarmulke and my my um, my dress, they'll they, they already turn me off. You know, it's like, oh, he's just you know one of these uh, uh, Hasidic Jews that don't don't know anything about Christ or whatever. But I was able to go in." Talk about the Noahide laws. Talk about, and it was funny. He says, you see, that is your job as a Noahide, you know, to to be able to go to places where we can't go. And it was very eye-opening, and I was very blessed with that with that whole meeting. Well, that's excellent. You know, and I think we ought to, just as a qualifier, you, you've mentioned uh, the word a few times, and I know it's a word that can get us in trouble, uh, <laughs> even though it's a word that defines people that we need, and that's leadership. That's right. I have uh, you know, kind of an interesting thing that happened to, to me at the conference. I may as well just go ahead and share it with everybody. I think I, I, you're familiar with it uh, already, mm-hmm. Lewis. But mm-hmm. everyone knows uh, Rabbi Laser Brody. Well, he was one of the speakers at the conference. And I had never met Rabbi Brody before. And on Friday during the day, I grabbed all of the Jewish people that were there, the, you know, the rabbis, uh, uh, their wives. I mean, everybody who was a Jewish and need to be concerned about Shabbat. I gathered them all up into the big suite that we had them eating in. So while this is all going on, uh, Rabbi Singer and his uh, right-hand man, Yosef, comes in, and uh, also Eric. Uh, uh, and Eric had him by the arm, and he, he sees me, and we're looking. I'm looking right at Rabbi Brody. He's looking right at me. And I see Eric kind of you know, point in my direction and say, that's, that's Ray from Nohide Nations. And Rabbi Brody got this big old grin on his face, and he came over, and I'm, I'm in his suit. He grabs my lapels, and he pulls me really close to him. And he says, Ray, I've come here with a gift for you. And, and that gift is I met with a Noahide in Oklahoma at Fort Sills who was a major, who was a chaplain, and he told me that he tried to fight command because he wanted to wear a number seven rather than the cross. Well, command turned him down, and why did they turn him down? Because being a Noahide is not recognized. So, Rabbi Brody's got me pulled up close, and he says, Ray, you are going to file an application with the Department of Defense for recognition of the Noahide for the chaplaincy program. And he says, you know what I'm talking about now? I'm talking about Noahide ordination. Well, what was the best part about this 
is I had a follow-up meeting with Rabbi Brody on Sunday, and he opened up the program for the conference, and lo and behold, within the program was the, the, the outline information on the International Torah Fellowship. And he reads it, and he says, Ray, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I burst through a door that was already opened. He immediately grabbed my pad and wrote a letter endorsing Noahide Nations, and in particular, the International Torah Fellowship for these programs. So we now have a a letter from a very prominent rabbi endorsing this program. So why don't we go ahead and share, Lewis, some about this program, about what he, how it evolves from the learning the two courses to going into the International Torah Fellowship. Okay, well, basically, you know, you, you finish your, your courses, and, um, you know, you have your community. And then uh, there's two, two words. Let me give you a definition. It's, it's uh, um, hak, hakam, uh, which is a term from Judaism, meaning a wise or skillful man, Okay. So right. that is, it's often referred to somebody who's a great, you know, scholar. So that a great, is a great, a great Torah scholar, Torah right? scholar, of course. Yeah, yes, okay, yes. okay, okay. That's important. Basically, it's, it's for a person that's learned, you know, this culture that, that's been trained. So that would be one of the titles uh, of the leader. Okay. And then okay. we have uh, another title, which is the Nigit, Nigit, uh, which is a, a Hebrew term meaning a prince or a leader. So that's that's um, that's another title that you know we uh, uh, the leader gets promoted or um, that will be using. So these are two definitions. So the way it works is we, on the on our levels we have the elder the elder hakam, all right, which is uh, an individual who's in good standings with no high nations, you know, with the international with the ITF the international Torah. So okay, so you're you're talking you're talking about the the levels. Because right. I'm sitting here looking at these uh, the document, and the Nagid is looks like a basic kind of an introductory level, where they have knowledge and they can be a leader, start a community, grow a community, maintain a community, and they are part of the International Torah Fellowship on that on that first level, mm-hmm. and then it looks like it moves into an ordained. Uh, situation where they become an ordained hakam, which recognizes them as as a member uh, in good standing with the International Torah Fellowship, and in order to get there, they've had to have held the position of a naji, right, right, and right. obviously have some demonstrated skills in in Torah and uh, you know instruction, spiritual guidance, and you know some of the the ceremonial aspects of a a service. Should you be you know doing a a, a service? And then it looks like it moves on from there into an elder uh, hakam level, which is what you were just was talking about, which at this point is the highest level you can attain. But that could also be changing. I mean, none of this is in stone to the point that uh, change can't occur. Right, uh, right. So, But I see here that a lot of the requirements are going to be to reach these upper levels that you have to take uh, a number of advanced level courses in order to begin achieving these things. And I know that we had worked out a situation with a rabbi uh, here in Dallas who was a Kolel leader, and uh, he is a, a very, very able teacher of the Torah. And he's going to be, he's uh, said that he would uh, uh, help in teaching Noahides 
uh, these advanced level courses, and he has That's other right. rabbis that are going to help him do this. That's so right. we're and these are courses are yet to be determined, but we're not just doing this willy nilly. I mean, we're going after this in a strategic, uh, informed, and definitive way to not only make it happen, but for those who are attaining these levels, they're very very credible in terms of the knowledge that they have gained along the way, not just experience. But the knowledge, which is critical, and that's very that's very important. It, you know that that um, you know our listeners w- would know that what this is all about. Okay, one is community, the second is leader, the third is the credential, the credential right. part, and that's what we are talking about now, the credentialing of all these leaders. Because you know, in in all honesty, we are in a different world, and we. Um, you know, we need to be credentialed. No hides have just been, you know, scattered and groups here and groups there, but they're not recognized by, um, like Ray was saying, by the armed forces with his example, not recognized by some other entities that, let's say we need to go to the hospital. We need to go um, to to um, to the jails. Yeah, well, yeah like I was that. just going to say, what about a prison ministry? I mean, that's right. Can't even, it's amazing when you can't even get into a prison. <laughs> that's right that's right and, and these are and it's not religion right now there are people in jail that are Noahides that need somebody to go and talk to them and say hey you know i am a physical person praying for you we're here with you and and help them out and answering the question what does god expect from me that's right. That's right. I mean, that's right. That's the that's the that's the big question. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what: to be able to do anything necessary to eliminate the need of having a Noahide couple be married and have their documents, their official marriage document signed mm-hmm. by a Christian, whatever it takes to get rid of that, I am for. I mm-hmm. will fight that's for right. until the end. So that's that's one, you know, like I say, that's what we're talking about at this moment, about the credentialing and, you know, what levels uh, of credentialing we have, uh, you know, that we are trying to, to organize. Uh, we have to move forward. We have to do this because now it's the time. Now listen, Lewis, we've really, we're bumping up against the top oh, of the okay. hour, so we've, we've really pushed it, and I know there's... You know a lot more that we could we could share, and maybe we can get together and do another interview with you definitely, at, a, at a later date. And thank you for being here. I mean, it takes a, a lot of courage to do what you're doing, but that's usually what it takes to get things accomplished. Thank so, you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank, thanks for thanks for it all. And anything I can do to help, you just say the word. And I've got a note here that if you want to become part of a database, it's a non-public database to find out if there's Noah Hides by you or have Noah Hides referred to you. You need to let us know who you are, and you need to send some information to uh, Lewis. At and if you're interested in the ITF, also get with Lewis at Lewis at NoahideNations.com. And it's spelled L U I S. That's the Spanish way. Very good. (laughs) So, folks, thanks again for being with us today, and we will see you next week. And in the meantime, have a wonderful week. Shavua Tov. Thank you.
Arutz Sheva and every single show on Arutz Sheva. You guys are leading. This is what leadership is all about. You are putting the truth out. You are unstoppable, determined, focused, committed to putting the truth out. And I pray that you will be able to wake up as many people in Israel to start listening to you for the leadership to follow in your footsteps. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on your show and be able to express my opinion. IsraelNationalRadio.com We are your connection to Israel.